G'day there and welcome to another podcast episode of the Christian Women in Business podcast show. I am so excited to have you here today. Uh, we have a, an exciting guest on the show and um, it's pretty cool how God interweaves and connects us even through secular business ways. So uh, myself and this beautiful lady, we met at uh, a business conference uh, right before COVID hit, like they got in in the weekend just before everything shut down, which was unbelievable. Um, hang on, was it this year or was it the year before? Uh, it I was. Okay, I have no idea. It might oh, have been okay. Well, it was <laughs> But yes, I know that event and they did just sneak into the last thing this year. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, and uh, from there, we just met randomly. I think it was, I was making a cup of tea and um, this beautiful lady just had the courage to kind of say, hey, how are you going? And um, we started chatting and then before we know it, we found out we were both Christians and one thing led to another um, and then kind of just stayed on contact in Facebook. And then we had a conference coming up and I just thought, and it was all about influence and marketing. And I was sort of thinking, now who do I know that uh, works very much in this sphere of the realm of um, marketing and influence and like building your influence on social media. And this beautiful lady's name came to mind. She runs a business called Social Charlie. The biggest mission through her business is training and equipping women on how they can build six-figure online businesses through running ads for clients. And her favorite thing to do on the weekend is to go down and sit at the beach, which is absolutely fantastic. So welcome to the show, Jodie Millward. Thank you so much, Sarah-Jane. Look, I remember that meeting going up and talking to you go ah that's Sarah Jane I know her well I've seen her online and it's always a very weird thing when you've seen someone online and you actually go up and say hello so I'm very glad that I had the courage and that I was able to do that and we've been able to make this connection and and it's a pleasure to be here with you thank you so much for inviting me on to your to your show and to your audience yeah that's okay so Jodie has um a spot at our conference in February and is going to be sharing all about I guess updates on Facebook ads and where is it going and all that kind of stuff because I think I get the opinion. So I'm on the other side of the fence. I'm like, oh my gosh, Facebook and ads and things, they change so much that it literally is just a full-time job keeping on top of the changes that Facebook makes and yeah, just all that stuff that comes with it. And I don't know how things feel on your side. Like you're, so you've ran uh, an ads agency kind of thing. Is that correct? And now you're teaching people how to do it. I mean, we're going to get onto that in a little bit, but. Yeah, that's right. So I've done the whole <laughs> whole gamut of what you can do with Facebook ads. So started off as a freelancer, then white labeled for people, worked in-house for a company in Canada full time, like, you know, while I was still here in Caloundra, uh, built up an agency, realized that wasn't for me, scaled back to have more of a boutique style where it's kind of like a bit of a blend between freelancing and building an agency. So it's me and a very small team. And then as well as consulting and coaching as well. So, yes, doing it all. <laughs> so how does it feel now you're in this space trying to keep on top of the changes in Facebook? Are you guys like, ah, oh, it's just part and parcel of it now? Um, or are you like, oh, my gosh, if they change one more thing? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a bit of that. <laughs> it's a bit of both. 
we expect changes. We know things are going to happen every day. There's going to be bugs. So when you're actually in your ad account, you're trying to launch a campaign and something's wonky, you're getting a funny error message. That's just par for the course when it's coming to Facebook ads. So it's just a matter of like, you know, walk away, come back a bit later if that happens. But then also just accepting that it's a continual learning environment and having people around you where you can just either brainstorm or check in with is such an essential part of it. So it's always changing. We know that's the nature of the beast. Sometimes we think we should just go off and become a geologist where just study rocks, nothing changes. Um, but I don't know. A sucker for punishment, I think. <laughs> I had exactly the same conversation with someone else the other day about, you know what, maybe you should just teach on painting because paint never changes right (laughs) I do have a client who teaches people how to do paintings and um it's beautiful it's like oh that just is so lovely blue (laughs) just stays blue and acrylic is just acrylic and sanding (laughs) is just sanding if you if you paint things like yeah yeah that's cool so you've given us a brief overview of a little bit of your story. So can you give us kind of the, the full frontal version of, so how did you start off um, in your Facebook ads and then the journey that God's taken you through uh, in your time in business? Yeah, absolutely. So very interesting in that I never, I have never even been to college. I haven't even got a marketing degree or anything like that. It's just been a lot of learning. And it sort of all came about when, as it does for a lot of women, when you have kids and things change, your nine to five job doesn't suit so well when you've got young kids that are going to school and they get sick and they have school holidays. So it started like, okay, what can I do that's going to complement the kids? So I start, I went to TAFE and I started to learn to be a, a teacher's aide. So I went through and did all the training, did the vocational placement and it was there one day when I was surrounded by 50, that's five, zero, screaming little five-year-olds that I realised this was not the gig for me. <laughs> it's like, I'm happy to be away from my kids, you know, while they're at school. What am I doing here with Yeah, everyone hours? else's kids. <laughs> ah, so that was, a, that was a pivotal moment. I remember that. So it's like, okay, well, what can I do? Obviously, I, you know, a nine-to-five isn't going to suit me, so... What else can I do that's going to be around for my kids at home? So obviously looking at home-based businesses and what was available then. So that led me into the world of unclaimed money and I became a, got a private investigator licence. Uh, so I was a private investigator tracking down people. So it was like a bit of a Robin Hood situation, right? I'd be finding people, I'd be sending them, you know, these random letters like saying, hey, I found $50,000 that belongs to you. Sign here and we'll be able to get it back to you. And, of course, I, you know, had a few calls from the police as people were reporting me um, for spam. I go, no, look. So I was interviewed by police and all legit. Oh, my gosh. Um, And so it was a really good thing because, you know, the government takes, you know, abandoned bank accounts or life insurance policies and you don't know about it and they're not letting you know about it either because they've got billions of dollars of that. So after getting, you know, maybe $4 million back to people from the government, they were tightening things down, right? They didn't really appreciate it. So, and as well, you know, I was sick of getting calls from the police. Yeah. (laughs) What have I done now? I said, okay, I'm moving on from this. It's a bit too much red tape and stuff. 
So uh, that's where I was looking at other online business opportunities and I started some white labelling of some products um, with a couple of business partners. So that was my first venture onto online. And I really found that I just, you know, really was enamoured with Facebook and just seeing the potential that it has for anybody to be able to start, you know, making a living working online. So either like with Facebook, either selling your own products, having a business and building and promoting and selling, but then also as a service provider, right, for social media management or Facebook ads like I ended up doing. So there is just the world of opportunity there. So I just went full in and just was absorbed. And I also then fell into like the coaching and digital course space. Um, so running ads for people with digital courses or coaching programs. So, yeah, so I really tucked into that. And um, it got to a stage where I burnt out. Like so is, the this not, are, is this like at a point where you bought, built your agency up? This, no, this no, was no, this before the agency. So this yep. was, um, you know, I was working full time. We had a launch. It was you know, going to be a six figure, like in ad spend launch. I was building the funnels and all the back end. And I was, you know, doing 24 hour stints. And um, it was just intense. Yeah. And there was a moment like it was one Sunday, um, our Labrador of 10 years suddenly just went downhill. And so he got put to sleep that day. And two hours later, I was on a call with the clients. And I went, oh, my gosh, things just have to change. So I just stepped away from that and, you know, sort of backed off. Um, and it was a really rough period then. It was like, you know, that was all our income pretty much. I was the income uh, provider. And so it was the whole struggle of, like, you know, getting back to speed with things. Um, but things all turned around amazingly. And that's when it was like, okay, I'm not going to burn out again. I need to get a team on board. So that's when I, you know, got going with the agency, got people on board. So I did have a team of contractors and sales reps and also human resources as we were doing some recruiting. Um, but again, I just wasn't uh, feeling it because while I burned out with the um, full-time job uh, or full-time in-house ad manager, I really saw the values of being able to have that intimate approach with clients. So that's where it's like, okay, scale back the agency. Instead of going for 10, 15, 20 clients and having this big team, it's much more rewarding to just be me, have a VA and maybe another ad manager to support, a small team where we are, you know, charging premium prices for our clients for a very boutique feel. And that's really ended up where it's sitting very nicely for me. And that is where now... I'm coaching other women how to do that because it's like, yes, you don't have to just be a, a one-man band like I was and then burning out. And then the other extreme is you don't have to have an agency and be building this big team. You can just have, be you and a couple of other people, um, part-timers, contractors who can support you. You work very intimately with your clients and you get well rewarded for it. Yeah. So that's my journey to where I am today. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. It's good to have someone who has... Um, I guess, been on both sides of, I don't know what you call it, the spectrum. Like you've gone from single person, because I know there'll be a lot of listeners who are, you know, they're the it, they're the marketing manager, they're the yes. service provider, they're that, and they're probably thinking, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so burnt out. Um, yeah. And then you will, we also have, I know we've got um, people who are running agencies as well or have got big teams and um yeah it's all just gone blazing and I yeah. also know a couple of people who have been like that that have also not gone 
quite to the boutique, but they've just scaled it back. Um, There seems to be a thing that, you know, you have to grow. I don't know if you've kind of seen this, but you need to grow as big as you possibly can and make as much money as you can. And, you know, Mm. it's all about getting bigger and better. And I've seen, I've just seen trends where people have gone for the bigger and better. And quite a lot of them have actually gone, actually, this isn't for me, like the Mm -hmm. pressure and everything else that comes with it. Like I'm actually happy being, I guess, like how you described it, more of a boutique or just having a smaller team in in the field that they're in. And that's not necessarily online business. I'm on about offline businesses as well. So it's just, yeah. Do you feel like there's that kind of, I don't know what the word is, perception that you have to be bigger and better as well or is it just me yeah no I think there's that and it um, comes back to people judging how successful you are right and really it's being an ego driven uh, metric like I remember talking to someone oh how's how's work how's business oh yeah it's great like this how many team members you got on board now and I think I had about eight or so at that point and you know so that's where they were judging that measurement of success of like how many people um, do I have you hired now or working with you and while yes that can be valid in some ways it's like when I did have a team like that I was paying everyone else more than I was paying myself so so much of that was going out everywhere and it's got to the point I'm going this is just nuts you know if I can charge this people get to work with me exclusively I'll just have a VA who's going to support me with the client communication doing the back-end administrative stuff and maybe just going and creating all the audiences there and ads manager. That's all I really need. And, you know, just, you know, working with four or five clients that um, pay 3000 or 4000 a month or even 2000 a month if you're at the, you know, earlier stages of your journey, um, plus a percentage of ad spend can provide you with just as good income as if you were chasing that agency or that big model of, um, you know, wanting to have 10, 20, 50 clients. I remember sitting on a, a panel with someone who was very driven. He had an agency as well and he was he worked all hours and he was getting his team members on board and he was really building it up. And and there I was and I was just saying, look, no, I actually want to scale back. I want to sort of work less. I want to have a bit more quality of life and just, you know, be a lot more cruisy with it. I don't want to have all those dramas and worries. So it comes back to, you know, considering what it is that you want to do and how you can make that impact that you know, you know that you know <laughs> there's a lot of you know there that you know that you're called to do right yeah 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 and what is success to you because what is success to you is different to what success is for me exactly. which is different to what success is for a different person like mm-hmm. you might be happy with just being a solo business owner and mm-hmm. just doing it is what it is that you're doing and I think that's awesome And you also might be happy, like you might be a real go-getter and, you know, the world Mm -hmm. is your oyster and, you know, you, yeah, let's just go for everything. And that's cool too. Like the main thing is, is there's heaps of people telling you you should be bigger and better. But at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, what's God calling you to do? What is success for you? And how is it that you create a business that suits your life? Um, and gives you what you need as well as how you can help others and I think if you can find that it's a really nice sweet spot to be in it will feel like you're working from the grace of God not from the grind of the world Um, so I'm so glad that you've shared you know the before the um, 
the other end and then where you found that is for you. That's wonderful. So yeah. can you share with us now, what are the five tips um, on your craft that you'd like to share with our audience today? Yes, for sure. So with my craft, um, running Facebook ads for clients and such. So when you're in that niche and you're running Facebook ads for people, the five things that are really going to help see you through uh, is mindset. Number one, I know a lot of ad managers are going, they, you know, are running campaigns for clients and they're not getting the results that they're wanting. And so they think that they're a lousy Facebook ad manager. Well, there's a lot that goes into Facebook ads. And I give them this analogy of like, you know, being a doctor and people will come to the doctor and he will do his best with what um, he can see the symptoms are and with his skill and expertise and the resources that are available. But unfortunately, he can't save everybody. So why is it that a lot of us ad managers feel like every campaign that we create, we need to knock it out of the park? We can't. A lot of it comes down to what the actual offer is that we're trying to promote. Is Does your client have clear messaging or clear avatar? Um, what is the competition like for that niche? So there's so many things that are going on that, you know, you're not going to hit it out of the park every time. And in fact, probably only about 20% of your campaigns are actually going to work. So it's having the necessary mindset to understand that you're a media buyer and you are gathering data. And that's what, you know, the ad spend and the investment that's going in, a lot will freak out that, oh, my gosh, they spent $50 and they haven't had a sale. Well, that's investing into getting the data, figuring out what works, and then making those changes. So mindset is essential. Then you've got your skill set. So you actually, what you've been able to learn about Facebook ads, what you've been able to understand about Facebook ads and putting all that together to make the right decisions and have the right skills to be able to make those changes, tweaks and pivots. So skill set is essential as well. Then it's also going to be boundaries. So as you're working... <laughs> the magic word, right? <laughs> <laughs> right boundaries and especially you know it comes down to scope creep and so many other things there as well and you know getting messages on your phone at 10 o'clock at night and again this comes back to tying in with your mindset that if you don't feel like you're doing a good job or if you're questioning yourself then you'll be at your clients you know uh, beck and call instead of having those boundaries where it's like you yeah, know I don't respond on messenger we talk over here in slack between nine and five if it's urgent then send me something via this channel, like if your ad account's been disabled or whatever. Um, but otherwise, this is our, our communication. So that's a big one for a lot of ad managers as well. Then um, community is a big thing. They need to tap into a community because it can be very isolating working from home, running ads for people. So having a trusted community that you can come back to and say, oh, hey, look, I'm running these ads. Can anyone see what's wrong with this? Or the ad account got disapproved. Um, and they're just, you know, they're supporting you and they've got your back because they know what it's like so that's really important as well so we've got mindset skill set we've got boundaries we've got community and then uh, I think we covered talked about a bit about this already but it's just that um, lifelong um, desire to learn <laughs> so when you're running ads it's never just a one and done or I'll, I'll read this and then I'm set for the rest of my life kind of thing 
it's always learning every day where you might be looking at different blog posts or getting into different groups or again getting back into those communities to just learn and see what's going on and how you can make things a bit different and so that whether that's going to be in your ad campaigns or whether that's going to be in the systems that you have as you work with clients and how you can improve things so it's yeah being hungry to learn as well is a big thing that's awesome and I think what you've said pretty much covers all different businesses anyway right (laughs) completely applicable to your um your craft but at the same time all of those things completely applicable to us all yeah um so yeah number one being mindset so know that you're not a bad ad manager if you can't help everyone and uh, I guess putting that into like general business is the same thing right you're not a bad business if you can't help everyone <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. great analogy with the doctor um yeah. uh, which is awesome number two is your skill set so uh what have you been able to learn about facebook ads and are they helping you to make the right decisions for your clients um in your space and again same with business <laughs> what are you learning about your thing that it is even if you sell products like can you give value about the product um, that you're selling um, to educate people? Number three is boundaries, <laughs> the magic word. Um, yeah. And as some really important questions to ask yourself. So what are they for you? Um, mm-hmm. What are you putting in your scope of work? And what even just working out, you said something really simple. What are your working times? <laughs> and yeah, exactly. educate your client on that. Like, like you mm-hmm. said, we talk through, oh, the name's gone, Slack. And uh, you can contact me from nine to five or whatever it is, or via email, whatever it is that works for you. Um, like, that's great. And I, I know personally, I'm actually quite um, careful about giving my own personal phone number out. I keep communication mainly via email. And then if they do need to talk to me face to face, you book in through my calendar, my online calendar, because I mean, a lot of the time when I'm working, I actually have my phone on do not disturb anyway. So even if you call me, I'm not going to see it <laughs> until right. I've decided to take a break. And then I'll look and I go, oh, do you see my husband's called me and <laughs> I didn't even know, but I got my work done. Um, so it's just working out what's right for you and you might be the opposite you might absolutely love talking to people on the phone um and you're happy to do that and it drives you insane doing emails like that's Mm -hmm. cool too but just work out what it is for you and at the end of the day if you clock up at clock off at five o'clock like get a separate mobile put it on do not disturb your work phone and then get on with your evening so you're present with your family or whatever it is that you want to do number four community we are all about community here at cwib so well like when you said that i'm like yeah community (laughs) and finding the right community for you so uh, if you're in the ad space it totally helps to be around other ad space people right um if you are just wanting um, to find those people who have something in common with you. Like, for example, Christian Women Business is all about women in business who are Christian. So that's our common point of interest. Um, whatever it is for you that you need to find, community is absolutely priceless. 
And even like on those days where you just like, why am I even doing this? Like if you've just got one person that you can call and say, why the hell am I doing this? And they'll go, uh, stop that. <laughs> you know why you're doing it. Like it's just priceless, absolutely priceless. And we all have those days. So please don't feel like everyone's businesses is always sunshine and happiness because we all have those days, baby. Um, and then number five, desire to learn. Um, I absolutely, all these points you said I loved, um, but this one was good as well because it's keeping ourselves humble knowing that things are going to change and it is our own responsibility to keep up with that or to keep our team up with what's going on in the world. I mean, in your space, kind of forced to because Facebook's changing all the time, but um, some of us can just get so set in our ways, uh, I guess, just doing the same thing over and over again. But it is nice just to break it up a bit. I know sometimes I, I'm a completely random person. So like I will be doing automations, setting up automations for business owners. And then the next thing I'm doing a course on interior design. So <laughs> um, even if you have a desire to learn and it might not necessarily, like you just need something that isn't to do with your field, but you still have yeah. a desire to learn, like still get out there and do different things. Like you just never know what you're going to learn through something. That's right. um, cool. Thank you so much for sharing all of those points. That's amazing. Can you share with us next? How do you incorporate God into your business? Mm, okay. So yeah, that's been an interesting one. I like, because this digital marketing space that I'm kind of in, and I know it's not just the digital marketing space, it's just like the world in general. But it gen- <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. There's no judgment from us. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all very, there's a lot of woo and the universe and, and that kind of thing going on. So it's kind of like, okay, so coming in as a Christian kind of thing, while there is maybe some more openness, it's kind of like, you know, it's the woo or the universe. So, or manifesting has been a big one as well. Um, so for me, like where people might come out and they would go, you know, send positive vibes or whatever it might be, send any, send your positive energy. Um, it'd be, you know, people and people are replying, yes, I'm sending all my positive energy, light and healing your way. And so that's just where I would step in and go, you know, you know, sending prayers for you. So it's yep. just little things like that. So it's not just a matter of, you know, coming in and, you know, being over the top with it. Like I remember hearing about someone that was at, I did a, a training course and someone else had done a training course as well before me who were, you know, a bit more out there with their faith and their beliefs and everything as a Christian. And we were doing a role-playing thing where the ship was in a spaceship, right? And the spaceship was about to blow up and you had 20 minutes. What are you going to do? And this person who I know <laughs> was at this course before me, um, the instructor at my course was saying, oh, we had this guy on one of our other courses and he was running around going, do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe in Jesus? <laughs> he was going all nuts about it. So, there was that and that person recognised, yeah, that was a bit over the top. Um, but so, but it's a matter of just weaving in and just sowing little seeds where people may be at. And if they're having a rough day, it's just a matter of like saying, hey, look, praying for you, just something like that. So just, you know, just being able to be a witness to them at certain points, right, with whatever they're going through, not trying to come in and say, oh, but, you know, God's got a plan for you. Um, 
it's just a matter of listening and just saying, yeah, look, I'm here, look, praying for you and, you know, let me know if there's anything that I can do for you. So it's really, um, and I think with what I'm doing as well now, like with coaching women, um, to, you know, discover how they can have a six-figure-a-year business as an ad manager. Like I'll get emails from people that are like saying, you know, I just need, would like to make some extra money so I can buy some things for my girls. So so for me, it's just like being that example and that role model, which can be <laughs> honestly really hard sometimes because you think, I'm just little old me working from this little old desk in Caloundra and, you know, someone will come up and go, oh my gosh, Jody!" And it's like, holy cow, what the heck? So it does, it makes you want to run the other way. Um, so it's just, for me, they're just being vulnerable and just, I guess, holding my ground and then holding my space to allow these people to come to me so that, their lives and have that ripple effect right yeah that maybe change and and you never know that you might be the only person in that sphere in for that other person that had knows god at all there are a lot of people out there that have no idea of christianity and you know they their only knowledge of jesus is when they kick their toe so you know, so you holding that space and just being there and letting those people come to you and just saying whatever it is that you feel prompted to say at that time is, um, yeah, it's just what I'm doing. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think, like, it's good that um, you're able to know your boundaries in some of the positions that you found yourself in with people saying the woo-woo stuff. So, and being tactical in that space as well um, of how you do approach it, because I think we are all different (laughs) and we all um, have a different approach and we all have our own different opinions as well. And I think what it kind of comes down to the thing that we were saying earlier about knowing your sweet spot and understanding what success is for you is Mm. also knowing who you are in Jesus and how you are different to others as well. So by no means am I saying get involved in woo-woo stuff, but God has made you a particular person so that you relate to particular people or they relate to you. Um, And if you can be wise, because some of us will will not be able to deal with it. And that's totally fine. If you're a person that you're like, no, we will, I'm out, then that's cool. You know, God's made you that way and that's how you feel. And then there are others where they're like, yep, I know who I am. I know where I stand in God. And, you know, I am going to be in that space, hold my boundaries, but go, I'm here to listen. Like you said, I'm here to, yeah, basically just listen. I think listening, like you said, is probably like the biggest thing you could do for anyone is just having that time for them to blow about what it is they need to, or just know that there's someone there who's thinking of them as well know that God has each and every one of us. I have very, a very, very, very Christian business. And then I have a business that is totally secular, if you like. I'm still a Christian person who runs it, uh, but there's no kind of fish on my logo. You know, I don't really talk about my faith on that space as much. Um, And God's brought me in contact with lots of different people. Mm -hmm. And at times I've had to choose and just ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do here? Is it about the relationship? 
or is it a no-go? And I just listened for that subtle kind of prompting. Um, you know in your gut if something's like way too far gone and you're like, nah, like I've got that sick, horrible feeling, back away, like <laughs> do reverse. Um, and then you have times where you get peace and you're like, no, nah, this person just needs someone. Uh, and you sit there and you listen or you help them or whatever it is. So really good points that you've brought up because I know some people feel like it's a really gray area and it is a gray area, but it's about finding where you're comfortable in that situation and what the Holy Spirit's telling you to do. Thank you for sharing that. Um, can you share with us your Bible verse for this season and why? Yeah, so uh, this Bible verse has actually been with me for a number of years and it sort of, you know, comes and goes again. But, um, again, it's really applicable now as I'm getting into this next season where I'm really ramping up my my coaching side of things and it's 100% spot on. I've been growing into it. (laughs) (laughs) So it's Isaiah 60, um, arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, which for me is like, you know, as we were talking about with the the woo-woo, right? Darkness covers the earth, thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light. Kings will come to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters are carried on the arm. So, yeah, so that's that really resonates. That's, yeah, that's my word for this season. Of, and God's been very patient <laughs> with me uh, to get to this point in this season. It's probably a few years later than he planned, but um, yeah, he knew I was going to take this long. <laughs> then it's still God's timing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. That's awesome. So Isaiah 60. So yeah. we'll pop that in the um, show notes because that's a real big special. It's actually quite gigantic. <laughs> it is. There's a lot more to it. Yeah. Yeah. So go over in your own time and have a look at that and study it. And yeah, so good. So uh, where can our listeners find you? So if they're thinking, oh, my gosh, like I'm at a point where I run Facebook ads and I'm ready to take it to the next level of learning how I can build better ads for my clients and do this thing where can our listeners find you yeah uh, best place is just over on my website which is jodymillwood.com and uh yeah so that's where they can learn about what I do and then also if they're a business owner and they're looking for ad managers the people that I train I have a certification program so I have a, a talent pool of amazing ad managers at various levels who are just starting out um, needing case studies so if people have smaller budgets or don't have two thousand dollars a month or so or more for an ad manager they can tap into our our newest interns who can just get things up and running for them rather than the business owner trying to figure out Facebook ads so so I also have yeah that recruitment pool that they would be able to tap into also if they need it that's awesome and of course you can meet Jodie at our conference in February. Yay! You <laughs> literally like just down the road for you, Caloundra. It's a great spot. It's a great spot. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I love the ocean pool on the front there on the corner. Yeah. Is it at Kings Beach? I want to say Kings, Kings Beach. Beach. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been absolutely wonderful to interview you. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure being here, and thank you once again, Sarah. And um, ladies. 
we will pop all of Jodie's information on the show notes. So if you want to uh, go and find the website and you're driving and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't remember all this at once, just find this podcast and all the links will be on there. Before we do leave, what's your thing you're looking forward to most about conference, Jodie? Oh, seriously, just getting together with people again, right? Yeah. It's like, it's going to be such a good thing. It, it, we so need it right there's nothing like um, business people business women in particular again just coming together and just being around people there's nothing like it there is nothing like it <laughs> yeah. especially the love and anointing that jesus is going to bring for that absolutely yeah well you know god can do anything and then it's like yes on your zoom calls you can you know you can feel the holy spirit on you then but yeah when it's that gathering of gathering of people yeah yeah it's gonna be good cool you are listening to the christian women in business podcast show and we'll catch you next time bye for now bye the christian women in business podcast is proudly supported by the administration agency administrationagency.com.au